welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time. Not from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. We're from Tampa Bay. But proud as always to be presented to you by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford. Since 1983, they have been providing you exceptional award-winning customer service and quality American-made Ford vehicles. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. You know the thing that I hate? The only thing that I hate about Florida? I can't gamble on sports in Florida. I can, if you are in Tennessee, you can gamble on sports with the DraftKings Sportsbook app and using the promo code A2Z Sports. Start winning today. Brimac Mechanical, satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. If you're in Tennessee, you know how hot the summers can be and how critical high-level HVAC service is. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. And of course, the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, Gary Ashton, your dream address without the stress or sell for more with the Gary Ashton team. So questions are filing in. I'm sure you guys have many of them. I'm going to get into how the Titans secondary, really more specifically the secondary. I know we put defense in the title, um, but the secondary really put on a good performance today. And I'll explain more what I mean about that here in just a second. Billy Sullivan wants to know, are all of our starters playing out there? No. In fact, uh, he asks about Danico Autry. Danico Autry is not playing out there. Nate Davis, Ben Jones, not out there. A.J. Brown, I think he's dealing with something, by the way, whether it's, you know, just just kind of precautionary and they're, uh, and they're trying to make sure that everything is functioning, particularly with his knees coming off those two surgeries uh, a little while ago. They want to make sure that he's in good shape. So he has not been out there. Julio Jones, obviously not participating in practice. I told you guys time and time again that Julio Jones would not practice. And here I am sitting here nearly two months after the trade, over two months after the trade, and Julio Jones doesn't practice. Shocking to nobody, except apparently to you guys. So no, a lot of the starters aren't participating right now. And in fact, and in fact, you know, you'll see even less of them in the preseason game on Saturday. Uh, I saw a lot about DBs. But how did the MFR Ryan Tannehill look, says Juicebox? Well, let's start with the defense, then we'll get to Tannehill uh, later in the show because I do have some Tannehill thoughts on uh, on this particular show after seeing him perform at a high level against a really good defense earlier today. Now, uh, so the question that I have per the, the, so so we go out on the field today, right? And it's the Titans, it's the Bucks, obviously Brady, Vrabel, Tannehill. Uh, the history with beating Brady in his final playoff game in New England as a New England Patriot, the Logan Ryan pick six game in the 2019 wildcard round. So there's obvious history between a lot of the players on this team and Brady specifically. Um, and of course, going back to his long and tenured history in New England with Mike Vrabel and of course, John Robinson as well. So there's plenty of plenty of tension is not the right word, but there's plenty of good competitive spirit, good competitive fire out there. Not like Taylor Lewan described it earlier in the week on Sunday when I asked him, you know, what are you looking forward to? And he said, looking forward to it's going to be a bloodbath out there. Yeah, bloodbath. Like it's more paper cut today. Like it was not it was not bloodbath. It was paper cuts today. Um, but it was impressive to see the person who was most responsible for paper cutting people to death. That is Tom Brady, the GOAT, uh, getting really bothered by some of the things that the Titans defense was doing. You'll hear from Tom Brady here in just a second. But first, I need you to uh, give me your two rivers Ford take. What was your biggest takeaway from all of the coverage that you saw and what you heard from the Titans' first joint practice 
with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'll discuss at length together. What was your biggest takeaway from the Titans' first joint practices against Tampa Bay? One more tomorrow. I'll be out there live. I'll be doing the radio show live. Um, we know that we're going to have John Ledyard of Pewter Report, who covers the Bucks and is one of the best talent evaluators in the business. John will be on live from training camp. See if I can't talk uh, Titans PR into giving me uh, one of the players to come hang out because I brought an extra mic. Listen, I brought, I brought, I, I always come prepared. I brought an extra mic just in case I needed to sit down and interview somebody at training camp, and it just so happens that the uh, the PR staff may do me a solid on the uh, Zone Radio Show. So we will see tomorrow if anybody is able to join me. I know they're on a pretty tight schedule though because they take buses like over to the facility from the hotel. It's a whole process and you know, we don't want to we don't want to completely disrupt them. But it would be good to hear from some of the players coming off this practice field. Extra mic, extra robe, always elbowgy. This is how we roll. Always prepared, except, you know, when I'm not. <laughs> Brought an extra mic but don't have a mic stand says Rob Smith. Eh, what, what, what do I need my mic stand for? Like, you know, is my yeah, maybe maybe for the sake of my circulation, it would be a little easier. But like, what do I care about a mic stand? I uh, I just you know extra. I'm I'm extra. Turns out that's so. But your two rivers Ford take. What were you most wanting to learn uh, from these Titans joint training camp practices against Tampa Bay? Biggest takeaway is that you're at camp and Will Compton isn't. I did murder Will Compton on the internet today. I did. I just I took him out in cold blood. He started it though. Because I made a, I, I took a picture or I took a video of this mass. I mean, this this damn flag that they have. By the way, the Buccaneers facility is gorgeous. It's beautiful. It's massive. There's a lot of land out there. It used to be a former shopping mall that they raised to the ground and then built up this state-of-the-art facility. And this was pre-Brady, right? Brady only just got here last year. It was shocking to me how much nicer the Bucks facility is than the Titans, but you know, perhaps with this uh, with this renovation that they're doing, it will be somewhere close. But I don't think so, man. The Buck, Bucks facility pretty impressive. So anyway, there's a massive flag flying above the Buccaneers facility, massive pirate flag flying above the facility. And I swear to God, I have a 1700 foot. This is you know, this is, is going to sound like a, a humble brag. It's not. I'm just stating the situation. My home, 1700 square feet. You could wrap this this flag around my entire house three times probably and still have cloth to spare and so Will Compton said you know I tweeted that I tweeted this this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen you could literally wrap my house in it three times over and Will Compton says we get it you're poor uh you know to give us the one-on-one videos do your job and I said well you know one of us is a camp will and the other is not and we had a good time with it on the radio show today. It was a good time. But right now, let's focus. Let's focus on uh, the Tennessee Titans defense against Tom Brady because that was probably the story of the day. Uh, to say, does eSports have a Rooney <laughs> have a Rooney rule? I need a new job. <laughs> uh, no, but we are. Listen, we are an equal opportunity employer. We are. Uh, we, we uh, you know, we hire all shapes, sizes, colors, sexes, creed, religion, you know, I'm Egyptian, Zach and Austin, very, very white. Luke Warsham, very, very white. Uh, we've got uh, we've got a handful of employees across the A to Z Sports Network in Dallas and in uh, and in Kansas City as well 
that are of all races, creeds, religions, colors, sexes, all of it up and down. I can't name the full roster right now, but there's about 20, I think there's like 20, 25 of us. Uh, I know the new A to Z. Uh, anyway, I'm not going to get into that right now. Let's focus. Stay focused on the conversation at hand. Um, so with, with the, what were you most looking to learn or what was your biggest takeaway from what you saw from the Titans' first joint training camps against the Bucs? Matthew Powell says, very, very white. It's true. They all three are. But you know who was also very, very white? Tom Brady. And Tom Brady's takeaway was that he got got. Uh, they're good. They're challenging. They obviously are very good fundamentals. You know, they play to their help all the time. Very stout in the run game. Um, they try to confuse you uh, in the secondary, which they did a good job of that today a few times. So uh, obviously one of the one of the better defenses always in the league and um, a lot of good players. So it was good work for us. I mean, obviously it wasn't our uh, last time I talked to you guys. I don't think we had a great day either. So I'm not saying, but they're good. They got a, they got a lot of good players, you know, and it's a good scheme. So they keep things moving. They blitz. They play coverage. They have some good disguises. They do a good defenses too. They challenge you to think. And, um, you know, we got to be much more on top of things tomorrow. So Tom Brady got got today by the Titans DBs. Now, I was reading through, just because I didn't get the full measure of practice, I, I got to watch about an hour, you know, making observations, and then I had to, you know, peel off and do the radio show, and obviously I can't, you know, document everything the way that I would like to uh, watching the full practice because I'm sitting in the radio tent, I'm distracted, I'm doing the radio show, all these things. So I went back, I always cross-check my notes with everybody else that puts out observations, like Jim Wyatt and Paul Kaharski and Teron Davenport and all of our uh, Titans media brethren and, you know, sisters uh, from time to time, even though Teresa is the only one and she's not down here. So just the brethren this uh, this particular week. But so for Tom Brady against this Titans secondary, they had their moments. There were some good. There were some bad one and one on ones against the Buccaneers offense. They got roasted. They got roasted. And that was early on the pace that Brady was running those drills. I mean, these guys were clearly spinning the Titans DBs. They were on their heels, but then in 11 on 11, they really, really rebounded nicely because I thought the defense held its own against the Bucks' offense and Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, I mean, they went out there and made some plays, but the Titans did too. Three times did they intercept Brady in one session. Elijah Molden got a pick, Jack Rabbit Jenkins, and safety Imani Hooker. Right now, Jimmy, and Jimmy's been good about keeping a tally on this, We've seen from the practices in Tennessee, both in Tennessee and now in Tampa Bay, the Titans defense has totaled 17 picks in 14 practices right now. They're making plays on the ball. They're confusing quarterbacks. It's not just Ryan Tannehill that's getting got by this Titans defense. Turns out the GOAT got got a couple of times today as well. Uh, we'll I, I want to expand on this here in just a second, but a quick reminder about our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app is DraftKings Sportsbook because they have all manner of great promotions like the one I'm getting ready to tell you about right now. DraftKings Sportsbook, it's a hell of an offer when you plug in the promo code A to Z Sports. They are giving you $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly. When you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what, simply download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code A to Z Sports to receive that $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any college football game. 
Promo code A to Z Sports to get your $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. So Tom Brady got got. Three interceptions in one session. Caleb Farley had a pick today as well. I believe it was off Kyle Trask, but I would have to go back uh, and confirm that. I know that he did have an interception, and I know that it wasn't off Brady, but I cannot remember if it was Trask, Gabbert, or whomever number two is because I did not even bother to learn number two's name, even though I probably should have. Caleb Farley is... uh, Caleb Farley got got a couple times today too, but I thought he rebounded nicely, and I'll expand on that later in the show. Sam Cardina says, it's practice, let's chill. Sam, people are freaking out about Tannehill throwing interceptions in practice, but when they make plays on the ball against Tom Brady, it's let's chill. No, this is good growth from the defense. If you want to know, listen to me, okay? If you want to know how your team is progressing and you want these daily reports as we are giving them to you, then when I tell you about what's happening on a day-to-day basis, you may do with that inter- inter- uh, with that information whatever it is that you would like. You can remain calm. You can say, oh, that's good progress. You like to see it. Now find ways to build upon that progress in day two. That's completely fair. You can overreact and say, now the Titans have the greatest defense in the history of mankind. Or you could find somewhere in between and not, you know, not downplay the significance of what they did today. Again, listen to Tom Brady at the podium talking about the Titans defense showing him different looks and different disguises and finding ways to pick off Tom Brady three times in one session. Uh, they're good. They're challenging. They obviously are very good fundamentals. You know, they play to their help all the time. Very stout in the run game. Um, they try to confuse you uh, in the secondary, which they did a good job of that today a few times. So uh, obviously one of the one of the better defenses always in the league. And um, a lot of good players. So it was good work for us. I mean, obviously it wasn't our... Uh, last time I talked to you guys, I don't think we had a great day either. So I'm not saying, but they're good. They got a, they got a lot of good players, you know, and it's a good scheme. So they keep things moving. They blitz. They play coverage. They have some good disguises. They do what good defenses do. They challenge you to think. And, um, you know, we got to be much more on top of things tomorrow. So, you know, Tom Brady saying all the right things in, in his post-game press co- or post-practice press conference. Uh, Evan White says this confirms that he wanted to play for the Titans and was butthurt when we chose Tannehill. I, I mean, he, he was asked that question today. In fact, I think Jared Stillman asked him that question today about, hey, is Tannehill that mother bleeper you were talking about? And he was, because I think Stillman like said, you know, mother bleeper without the bleep, right? To Tom Brady in a press conference setting, which... You know, you typically don't do, even though it's, you know, it's not that big a deal. Brady's the one who was saying it on the shop. Like, clearly he had no problems with it. Um, but ultimately, Ronnie Anderson says Kyle Trask is number two for the Bucks. Okay, then I'm trying to, who is number four? It can't, it can't still be Ryan Griffin, can it? Is Ryan Griffin still in, still playing quarterback for the Bucs in some capacity? No way. Is Ryan Griffin still on this roster? Now watch, he's going to be number four for the Bucks, And I'm going to laugh out loud. Son of a bitch, he is. <laughs> That's wild. He's on the Tampa Bay. How the hell has Ryan Griffin survived as long as he has in the NFL? Good for Ryan Griffin out here getting the paychecks. I respect the hell out of that. So Kyle Trask was number two and Ryan Griffin, the other quarterback. Um, Don't speak to me, says Maurice Freeman, unless I speak to you. Chump got punked out by Buck. Now, listen, be nice 
be nice to Chris Frazier. I did not, uh, I did not listen. I, uh, I, yeah, there's no re this was plenty of people got gotten got by me. Okay. And Chris is, uh, Chris is, you know, Chris is not alone in that regard. So you guys play nice in the comment section, uh, or else I'll get you <laughs> J streets. This is Buck. You're hilarious. I don't know about that, but I'm, uh, I'm definitely dumb. <laughs> I'm dumb. And sometimes that ends up being funny. Uh, who's the next man up on the D line since Trayvon Coley got hurt. Well, let's keep it focused on the defense, uh, and the secondary right now, Tom Brady today, looked looked pretty pretty good for the most part looked pretty good for the most part and as i you know as i was tweeting out of one-on-ones and 11-on-11s antonio brown got caleb farley a couple times he got elijah molden a couple times mike evans got got jackrabbit once and then just straight up dropped the pass over the middle um that he should have had and really after that brady and the one-on-ones did not miss he was rattling them off he was rolling but then when we got to 11-on-11s um Brady was clearly being bothered by what the Titans were doing. You know, they weren't, they weren't putting, I mean, they were putting pressure on him, but it's not like they was in danger of getting hit, right? It's not like Brady's being forced into making bad decisions because he fears the pass rush. Um, but they were certainly doing things on the back end to further confuse him while not having the ability to physically knock him down in a practice. Cause of course that would get you jettisoned uh, from Tampa Bay's practice facility. So, so fast. So that was really the thing that stood out to me today. A lot of you guys asking about Monty Rice. I, I did not see I did not see the injury myself, but I did see the cart come out and take him off the field, um, which is never a good sign. So thoughts and uh, thoughts and uh, and uh, you know uh, and best wishes to Monty Rice as he uh, you know deals with some kind of pretty significant injury. I don't I don't have details on what the injury is. Mike Vrabel, of course, did not disclose to us what the injury was. Um, as is, as is his custom, but I would say, uh, uh, what I would say to you is that for Monty Rice, it does appear to be fair, fairly significant in the way that they carted him off the field today. Really, really hate that, uh, for him, uh, hopefully for the rest of the week too, says Carlos Reynoso, uh, Keelan Watson says bucks definitely cooked me before. Yeah. Listen, everybody gets got, you guys get me every once in a while too, which is a lot of fun. Um, Brown saying it should be sat Brown saying it was too easy. Should be motivation. This is Maurice. I mean, you know, Antonio Brown's going to talk shit no matter who he's up against, whether it's the Titans or whatever, like Antonio Brown is Antonio Brown. It ain't that deep. Uh, Cody Holzer says, Buck, do you have a, uh, Buck, do you have a, an opinion on the offensive line depth? You know, I do, but let's save that for the end of the show. Cause I do have a depth chart question. Uh, for you guys and a point to make, and you'll hear from Ryan Tannehill when we get to that later on in the show. In the meantime, I want to ask you guys a question about Caleb Farley. And I want, well, rather, I want to evaluate Titans rookie Caleb Farley's day against Tampa Bay. I will do that coming up next here in just a second. Any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns about Caleb Farley, what you want to know, what you, if you saw the videos, what you liked, what you didn't necessarily like. I'm going to evaluate Titans rookie Caleb Farley's day against the Buccaneers coming up next right after I tell you guys about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. That is where you go, just as it's the place that I go to make sure that my heating and cooling systems are functioning at a high level. Brymac Mechanical is the best in the business, and they will make sure 
that you could not be happier by the time they finish working on your HVAC units, whether it's uh, commercial or residential. Brimac Mechanical is the spot to go. Uh, TD showed it, says Lorenzo McNeil, talking about uh, talking about Caleb Farley's breakup on Mike Evans. And yeah, he did make a play against Mike Evans. You know, ultimately, I thought I thought he was I thought he was up and down. Like I, there, the one play got a lot of attention because it's a good play against a great receiver. Um, while Tom Brady's throwing him the ball. I thought that Christian Fulton was definitely the best looking corner out there. He gave up a couple of completions. Sure. But ultimately what I was watching with, uh, with Caleb Farley, I was interested to see how he would handle the kind of competition that's out there. Right. Cause there are, there are so many, uh, there are so many, um, players out there making plays all over the place for that Bucks offense, whether they be Gronk or uh, Antonio Brown, as we talked about, um, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, so many different players, so many different players making plays for that Bucks offense across the field that it was curious to see how Caleb Farley would hold up. And listen, he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't overwhelmingly good, but he wasn't outright bad either. He had a couple plays like the one that we talked about. Um, he held on, he held on with Mike Evans for that route. He really struggled, though, on uh, on about, a, I think Jimmy had it at a 20-yard completion, Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, in his observations. Uh, Brady hit Gronk for about a 20-yard pass. He got beat by Chris Godwin in one-on-ones. He got beat a couple times, Caleb Farley did. He gets beat a lot on inside-breaking routes, which is pretty interesting. And I don't know, I don't know um, how he, I don't know what it is about his motion that makes it, and Teron, uh, Teron was talking to me about this uh, while we were, because Teron and I are staying at the hotel, at the same hotel. So we were riding back from the practice facility today, and Teron was explaining to me the kind of, the kind of like speed turn that he takes to overcompensate for when he gets beat. Um, he does rely on speed, as Lindsay points out, but it's, it's the way that he gets turned around and then tries to overcompensate on the turn that I think gets him out of position. And and again, Teron could explain this in much more technical terms than I could, but ultimately he, he was okay. Billy Sullivan asks, you know, the most, the most direct question. Does he look like a first round pick? Uh, okay. No, no is the answer, but here's what I'll say to you. He looks like a first round pick that hasn't played football in two years. Is that a fair answer? Like, I don't want to, I don't want to cast dispersions on him because like, I don't, you know, I'm not blown away by him. He's not doing anything crazy on the field. I see the talent. I see the potential. I see him make a couple of plays out there. I see the movement, the movement. I see the fluidity. I see all of the traits that make somebody like this special. But if you're asking me if he looks like an outright, you know, no doubt first round pick out of the gate, no, I, he looks like a dude who hasn't played football in two years. And it's probably going to take him a minute to get up to speed. Like, you know, I I know you guys are looking for looking for good or bad or you know straightforward indictments or things of that nature. But sometimes, like there can be there can be this middle ground. And and I look at let, by the way, speaking of Dylan Raidens, because that that's the you know Des Fitzpatrick is a different situation. Des Fitzpatrick, um, not not in the same conversation as the rest of these dudes, but. Greg Cosell on our podcast today, the install with Greg Cosell of NFL Films and myself, we broke down Dylan Raidens from the preseason game and the stuff that Greg saw on tape from Raidens. 
And again, Raiden's another player who, for all intents and purposes, had not played football in two years. One game in 2020 at the FCF's level because North Dakota State played one game and then was done for the season with the way that COVID affected everything. So he and Caleb Farley, for what they're doing and how much time they've missed and how much football they haven't played in the last two years, yeah, I think that they I think that they are on track, but ultimately, no, I'm not blown away. I don't Caleb Farley right now at this point in his career doesn't look like a no doubt first rounder, but I'm certain that he has the potential to be that kind of player. We just have to see how he progresses. It's going to take time. And right now, this is great opportunity for Caleb Farley to refine those traits and to figure out again, okay, when when the wide receiver is is uh when the wide receiver is on this in breaking route, this is how I have to cut him off to make sure that I can either make a play on the ball and pick it off or hug on his hip to make sure that I'm right there to bat it away without, you know, grabbing as so many college corners do to draw the pass interference. Like these little nuances that you just don't get from you know, that you just don't have necessarily from not playing football for as long as he did. I I think that it's okay to have these kind of, I think it's okay to have these kind of growth moments in evaluating these players right now. Um, Does he look like he was worth passing on the guys the Titans did for him? Nope, says Brad Brett. I mean, I don't even remember who the Titans didn't take in front of him, but I think they needed a corner and Caleb Farley's fine. Like, chill, Brad. What do you... Like that's the kind of, that's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Like, Brad, you have no idea. Give it. I mean, really? And and I know you guys don't want to wait three years to find out about this dude, but like, that's kind of the, that's kind of the trajectory that the NFL draft picks take to figure out who's good and who wasn't and how long they last and whether it's sustainable, whether that can be consistent. We have no idea how good any of these guys before or after Caleb Farley are going to be, how good Caleb Farley is going to be himself, but he looks fine. He just doesn't look ready yet. That's okay. Vrabel has said as much. He's tried to tell you. Doesn't look ready yet. Um, Tyreekus, my guy. Uh, I love Tyreekus. Tyreekus is one of my favorite people on Titans Facebook. Uh, man, when Julio gonna pr- when Julio uh, is going to practice, so we made 20 mil for him to make celebrity pop-ups at practice. Yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, that's you know, Tyreekus. Because people are people are tweeting me and, and calling into the radio show today about that. Because Julio, again, just doesn't practice. And I told you guys, again. And again, and again, Julio Jones doesn't practice. He doesn't practice. Last two years, hadn't really practiced. He just doesn't do that anymore because he knows how to, you know, he thinks he knows how to manage his body in a way that clearly the Titans have bought into and are letting him do the things that he thinks he needs to do to make sure that he can pour, perform at a high level when it matters, not in a training camp practice. Uh, so, yeah, you're he's not going to practice. I mean, he's. I'm not going to say he's not outright going to practice again. He's going to practice at some point. But, like, it's probably not going to be a ton. It's probably not going to be more than once a week. And even if it is once a week, like he's probably just going to be out there chilling and doing the things as far as his body's concerned to make sure that he knows how to get out there and go. And if it doesn't, and if it blows up in their face, Tyreekus, then you could scream and yell about it. But in the meantime, it's kind of like tough shit. Like nothing you can do about it. This is, this is the Julio Jones experience. This is why a lot of Falcons fans were frustrated with him. Um, you know, you just got to eat it and roll the dice and hope that he's ready to go when you roll the ball out there uh, against at uh, against Phoenix in in less than a month, way less than a month. Yeah, well, not way less than a month. Um, like three weeks, 
It's exciting. Titans football at Nissan Stadium in three weeks. Real Titans football, not like preseason, not like joint practice crap. Uh, so we didn't practice in ATL either. Does Ty Dub say, no, I've been, guys, I've been telling you this over and over. And maybe, you know, listen, not everybody's in the show every night. I understand. Okay. So I'm going to reiterate this point. Over the course of the last two years, Julio Jones famously doesn't practice. It's just a part of his process. He has earned the right, according to the people that coach him and the people that he works for, that he gets to do things differently than a lot of different people do. We all know what Julio Jones is. And even if he's not like peak of his powers, Julio Jones, Julio Jones gets more, you know, say and more input into what his day-to-day looks like than Chester Rogers, who's taking advantage of these opportunities, by the way. We'll get to Chester here in just a second. Uh, Tyreekus will literally drive up to the stadium to make that complaint, says Ken Kane. I hope so. I, I, we, we need more Tyreekus as far as I'm concerned. Um, but yeah, famously, and I have told you this since he got traded here, because as soon as you guys, as soon as you guys traded for Julio Jones and and the corners, you know, you have all the new corners and everybody's saying, well, how good is it going to be? How great is it going to be for these young new corners and and this new secondary to go up against AJ Brown and Julio Jones and practice? Yada, yada. I'm sitting there looking at y'all like, I don't think that's gonna, I don't think that's gonna happen. By the way, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers out there giving that secondary some work. So like you know, they could start with Marcus Johnson and Chester Rogers. And if one day Julio Jones gets out there and wants to get into it with them, great. But if not, like that's not really how this thing works anymore with a dude who's been in the league for a decade. And it's just kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll, I know how to do this. Just let me do it my way. And we'll have input throughout the course of this thing. And then we'll go. That's what it is. Uh, Julio gets the superstar treatment and I don't mind. Listen, Aaron Rodgers didn't get the superstar treatment in Green Bay. How'd that go for Green Bay? Julio Jones gets to have superstar treatment. Such is life. All right, let's move on and let's uh, let's get to the final topic of tonight's show here on A to Z Sports Primetime from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. The question that I have for you guys, because somebody asked me earlier about offensive line, offensive line depth, and I said we'd get back to it. So in that same mold, in that theme, which Titans position group has the best depth? Let me know in the comment section on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We will discuss at length together here on the primetime show. And while you guys do that and you weigh in with which position group has the best depth, I will tell you about who is the best in the business when it comes to the Nashville real estate market. That is the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at GaryAshton.com. Dream address without your stress. That's what the Ashton team does for you. Helps you sell your home for more with the best intel in the business. That's what the Ashton team does for you. Win the buyer battle with the best intel in the city, in Middle Tennessee, to make sure that you're not using the same information that every other real estate agency is using on the same properties. No, that's why you go to the Gary Ashton group of Remax Advantage to make sure that you get all of the things at your disposal to make sure that you are best equipped to make a big decision on a major investment. GaryAshton.com is where you start, the official real estate agent of the Titans, the Preds, and A to Z Sports Prime Time. Gary Ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Ah, oh, DeZito is here. It makes me so happy when I see the buck emojis. And he's on YouTube this time. He's navigating throughout the course of the uh, the social the social channels. We love to see DeZito. 
Uh, we love to see all you guys, but every once in a while, when some when I notice somebody hasn't been here for a while, and I see I see the bat signal, which is the buck emoji, warms my heart. Which Titans position group has the best depth right now? Let me know. Wide receiver for Andrew Bartley Campbell and Kenneth Davidson. They both agree. Uh, DBs, according to Jay Street, which is a curious answer. A curious answer because I think uh, I think that we don't really know. Dirk of Time says O-line. That's dead wrong. That's fun. In fact, that's the that's the group that I feel the worst about as far as depth. I mean, you know, you could say quarterback because like Woodside and Matt Barkley, God help you. If anything happens to Ryan Tannehill, but offensive line, man, oof. No thanks. That is that's the complete wrong answer, Durka. Um, David the King says wide receiver. Caesar Solario agrees. He says wide receiver. As does Stacy. John Bertotti says he thinks it might be cornerback. I think I think the cornerback. I mean the secondary just in general, from safeties to corners on down. Like I think they're in a pretty good spot if Caleb Farley gets right. Oh, Durka misheard the question. Okay, well then yes, you got it right. That is the worst depth. Of the position group. Tighten up Zay says definitely not tight end. I would agree with that. Uh, that's horrible news about the O-line, says Chris Goody Gardner. I mean, listen, everybody's got a weak spot, right? Titans' weak spot is offensive line depth. It's it's brutal. God, I mean, God help you if Daniel Munyer has to ever and listen, I say this respectfully because I don't know Daniel Munyer personally. He may be a lovely human being. I don't know him. Okay. All I know is what I see on the field from him and and what I have seen the coaching respond to him. But the the thing that I would say to you and the thing that I have heard is that God help you if Daniel Munyer has to play in a game because woo, that's a tough go for him right now. Uh, Bold Holt says wide receiver and secondary is second. Uh, inside linebacker for juice box. I would say, I mean, you could, you could maybe make that argument if Monty Rice didn't, uh, get carted off the field today. Cause don't forget that did happen. And again, we wish, uh, we wish Monty Rice a, a speedy recovery. We, 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 again, we're not told what happened to him and we probably will never know until such time as an injury report is produced or they put him on IR. If they put him on IR before an injury report is produced, then we're never going to know what happened to Monty Rice until such time as we get to talk to Monty Rice, which will be. Never if he's on IR, because <laughs> that's the way these things go. Will Compton comebacks this Texas Sports 1050. I, I did I did ask Will an insensitive question. I said, you know, Monty just Monty just got carted off the field. Like, you know, Godspeed to Monty, but did you get did you get a call? And he said, No, not not yet. So uh it's it's per it's you know, maybe maybe the maybe the boy has other opportunities, uh, and maybe they're waiting to call him. But right now. I don't know if it's Will Compton. Uh, the correct answer is wide receivers. And Ryan Tannehill has been putting on a show with dudes that have been bouncing around the league for a long time and seem to really, really find their stride here in Tennessee. Chester Rogers, Marcus Johnson, even Nick Westbrook-Akina getting in on the action today. This was Ryan Tannehill on the strength of the wide receiving core. Guys competed, you know, it was, uh, it was a good day overall. It was definitely some things we need to clean up. Got to be better on third down. You know, I didn't think we played very good on third down um, really at any point today. But guys came out and they competed. You know, it was, it was hot out here. There was no excuses. Guys dug deep and uh, we found a way to make plays. You know, some big plays early on. You know, Nick made a big one down the field. Mike Marcus made some plays. Chester made some plays competing. Um, you know, even in one-on-one, it started off a little slow. But once guys got going, and you know, build some confidence and, and start making some plays. So, look forward to uh, to building on it tomorrow. Ryan Tannehill, and yeah, they did start out slow. Josh Reynolds, in particular, 
Um, and then they found their footing, no pun intended, and they really, really went out there and made plays against a good Tampa Bay secondary. Like this is this is no joke, guys. This is the defending Super Bowl champion, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they are stacked from top to bottom. I don't know that I could find a, a legitimate weak spot on that roster. But more than anything, more than anything, uh, the wide receiver depth is strong right now, and it makes you feel a little better because Des Fitzpatrick may not be very good at football. At this point, maybe he gets there, but right now you don't got to worry about it because you got Chester Rogers, you got Marcus Johnson. At some point, you will have Julio Jones and AJ Brown in game time situations, and then all will be right in the world for people who care about Tennessee Titans wide receivers. Uh, you can't even hear the reporters' questions on the Titans presser, says Tim, the Titans fan. I know it's kind of frustrating, um, but like, like everybody was having uh, internet difficulties out there. And like if if I mean yeah the home thing because even the home the home press conference setup is not is not great either but like you know you don't care what the maybe you care what the questions that we're asking to him are and maybe I could have set that up better because you really couldn't hear Teron Davenport's question about the wide receivers um, but like you guys care to hear Ryan Tannehill and I hope that you could hear him fine through that clip even though even even though the, sometimes on the sometimes on the Vrabel and uh, and Tannehill and like the podium stuff. The audio is kind of kind of really low, but you know what do I know? It's not my department. Um, Buck is always fair in his assessment of the Titans, and I respect that. If he was biased, I wouldn't watch. Who is uh, at Gino? Okay, who is Gino? Is Gino popping off on me? Uh, it's funny how you look for every opportunity to knock the Titans. Why do you cover them if you like to shoot them down? You talk now with a certain cockiness that you never did before. Why? I'm not sure. One, well, I'm cocky because I'm really good at my job, Gino. Like, I'm really good at my job. I don't know if you know this, and I don't know if I've told you this enough, but, like, I'm really, really good at my job, Gino. So if i got to remind you that a couple of times, I'm, I'm going to continue to tell you. If I, could, if I could physically paint my nails on camera like I do when I hit you with the emoji or whomever I hit with the emoji when I bested you in Twitter combat, when I'm telling you that I'm good at my job, I would do that live on air. But unfortunately, you know, I have to hold the mic in one hand and I don't carry, uh, I don't carry nail polish with me. So instead I'll just hit you with a verbal emoji. I'm cocky because I'm good. And I don't talk down about the Titans. I give you fair and unbiased analysis because I have, I mean, listen, if the team is good, it's better for me. You guys stay interested longer if the football team is good, but like, it, it affects me none. I lose no sleep if they win or they lose. Okay. I lose no sleep. If your wide receivers are good, I lose no sleep. If your wide receivers are bad. What, what, what I am concerned about is the success of this show and the success of this show and the radio show and the podcast, um, are directly predicated off the success of your team. So from that point, you know, I cannot say that I'm completely unbiased and I am willing to admit those biases because a successful football team means better content for you means better audience engagement. Those are the things that I care about, Gino. So um, I don't look for every opportunity to knock the Titans. If And to your question, why do you cover them if you like to shoot them down? Well, it wouldn't matter if I liked to shoot them down or if I liked to lift them up. Like, that's not the job of a reporter to do that, to like them. Like, and, and I like them. I mean, they're fine. You know, I like covering them. They're a fun team to cover. Uh, but other than that, I don't got shit for you on that. But I, if I talk now with a certain cockiness that I never did before, I mean, that's always been there because I've always known that I've been this good, you know, such is life. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like that we had uh, so much animosity in the comments that I, I listen, you guys go at each other a lot. You guys go at each other a lot lately. And it is, uh, and it is funny to me. 
Uh, you are just an A to Z guy. Nobody knows who the hell you are. Well, no, actually, I'm also a 104.5 The Zone guy. I am a Titans reporter. I do a podcast with Greg Cosell of NFL Films, which does really big numbers, by the way. I just checked those. It's doing really, really good. So the people who consume this team, and by the way, Gino, you know who I, who I am. So I'm like living rent-free in your head, and you're just some slap commenting, commenting in the comment section on YouTube, which, by the way, I love all the slaps that comment in the comment section on YouTube because dumb comments like this wake me up a little bit. And then even though it's almost 10 p.m. Eastern time in Tampa Bay where I'm paid to come for a living and cover Tom Brady versus the Tennessee Titans, which apparently, Gino, you are not. Um, yeah, it's a pretty good time. Tough shit. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this show up <laughs> before I get too out of hand. Um, I love you guys. Thank you, as always, for participating. It's been a fun show. The show will be, uh, the radio show will be live at Bucks Training Camp facility and the Titans joint practice. And I get mixed up. I keep wanting to say Titans Training Camp, and it is Titans Training Camp, but technically at the Bucks facility. So I'm all, I'm all discombobulated. I'm in, I'm in Eastern Time Zone, like. Two times in the last week, basically, at this point. My internal clock's all jacked up, and everything continues to roll on. But thank you, as always, for making this show fun. Even you, Gino. You made, in fact, Gino, you made the show fun for me at the end. Because every once in a while, I start to I start to get lazy with the comments, and they just kind of, you know, I just kind of roll through the answers at some point. But every once in a while, I catch one out of the corner of my eye that I, Ron Burgundy, gets me back in it. We love to see it. So thank you all for your participation. We will see you back here at 8 p.m. Central Time tomorrow night. Uh, and then of course I will be on the radio tomorrow. We will have John Ledyard of Pewter Report who covers the Bucks, and we'll have a little cross counterpoint analysis from the last two days of practice. That'll be a lot of fun. Maybe even a Titans player will sit down at the, uh, at the radio desk with me tomorrow, live out at Titans training camp. And, uh, and we continue to, uh, to cover this as best as we possible can, possibly can. And probably even more cocky than Gino thinks I am, because you know what? I'm not tired yet. I said no! oh!